<sighs> Oklahoma 55. Florida 20. Definitely not the score I wanted to bring to you guys. But it is what it is. Kyle Pitts was out. Kadarius Tony was out. Trayvon Grimes was out. Jacob Copeland was out. Ventrell Miller was out. Sean Davis was out. Kyrie Campbell was out. Um, among others, Marco Wilson was out, but we won't. I'm not going to act like some of those were super important, but the four receivers missing and Kyrie Campbell was super important. And honestly, Ventrell Miller was too, given how they ran up, ran against this. But before we get into this, Sky West, D. Scott, go ahead and start the episode. Got your bitch on the roads, what you know about it? Do sage of the boat, what you know about it? Flew me out to the coast, what you know about it? Broken heart face tap, what you know about it? 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 All right. Yes. Yes. What is up, guys? It is your boy Leak. Often imitated, never replicated Leak. Lost by a lot in the bowl game, but still got the lucky shirt on leak. The lucky shirt that proved today that it is not so lucky leak. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here in such a depressed mood, but you know, it was it was just it it was just the microcosm of everything that us as Florida fans thought would happen eventually and saw happening in the throughout the season, you know? Um bad defense. Yeah, that's it. Um cuz without Kyle Pitts, I mean the tight ends, the backup tight ends look good without Kyle Pitts in the games we played. I think that was more because we did have a proven second and third option. Um, and fourth option with Jacob Copeland out there, but I think it, it, it really, really, really hurt not having Kadarius Tony because you can pass it to him short and you can pass it to him three yards down the line and he'll make 13 out of it. Um, you could having Trey Grimes on the field is just a big thing because people know he's six, six, four, six, five, probably going to run a four, four. Can jump over your corner's head and grab the, and catch the ball, so you're gonna put two people on him, and that opens up things for everybody else. Uh, Jacob Copeland is a threat when this when he catches the ball. He's a threat. Uh, I think he'll hopefully I think he'll slide into that Kadarius Tony role if they're still doing that um, next year because I think he can be electric like that with the ball in his hands. He's shown that he can be powerful like that. I don't think he's at, he might not be as shifty as Kadarius Tony, but I think he might be a little faster, a little stronger. But Kadarius Tony's strong though. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what this team looks like next year because it's going to be a shift. It's going to be a very, very, very big shift. And hopefully, I don't know. Because the players seem to really like Todd Grantham, but I, I don't know what, the, like, just list, what, looking at some of the quotes from, um, that I saw on Twitter about the players supporting Grantham. Um, but what are what are your players gonna do? They're not gonna are they? Why would they t- say that they wouldn't want him? You know, that's the guy that recruited him. 
this was this was uh, this was just this was just like it was just a bad year, man. Just a bad year for the defense. And it, it just sucked because it was a historically good year for the offense, you know? If you give us an average year with this offense, um we I'm not going to say we win every game that we played, but we won a lot of them. Well, I mean, we won a lot of them this year, but I think Texas A&M game might be a dub. LSU would be a dub. And I think you're just looking at something different in the Alabama game, like a different outlook. And if you go into the Alabama game, both teams undefeated. I, you saw that they only took them down from, what, six to seven? after the Alabama game, and then even after we lost to Alabama, we didn't move at all. So you saw that the committee saw a lot in the Florida team. But, but yeah, like like I said, the shift could be really big just because who knows what happens with Todd Grantham. I know every Florida fan on earth wants Todd Grantham to be fired. Uh, and I'm kind of with him, honestly, because – it's just a lot of things that it doesn't like we shouldn't be doing is things that high school teams do, you know, not getting lined up, lined up, right. Um, not getting lined up at all, being 10 yards off the ball, like across the board on third and three or 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. I guess you could say 10 yards off the ball too, but yeah. It was just it was just rough, man. Really rough game. Um, I think I think without without the players that we were missing, a lot of things kinda got not expo kinda exposed in a way. Cause you aren't I think on especially on some of the picks and some of the bad plays that Kyle Trask threw, is just because the defense doesn't respect <clears throat> doesn't respect the receivers that are out there, you know? The out route, given that was a late pass to the outside, but you know, the corner is just sitting there because he doesn't think the he doesn't respect the receiver. You know, he doesn't think the receiver is going to beat him, so he's just going to sit there and 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 wait for him to make his move. He makes the move. He's going to read it. It was an outside move. Throws the out route, gets picked, goes to the crib. Um, one of them was a fade route to the end zone. I don't know if that was a miscommunication. I don't know if Trask thought, I think it was Frazier's, was going to do something else on the route, but he threw it up. It didn't even look like Frazier's was really looking for it. Uh, DB came back, got it. Um, the second pick, that was the third pick I just talked about. The second one where he threw it a little bit behind Gamble. Um, got tipped. Brian Osamoa from Columbus picked it off. Shout out to the crib. Um... I don't know. I'll have to watch that a couple, uh, another time. Because part of me feels like it's kind of on both people. Because on a couple drives after that, the routes they were running were a lot more sit routes because they kind of figured out, okay, they're just running zone. So let's get there and sit down. And I think on that one, the pick to gamble, I think he was supposed to sit down, but he kept running. Because if you look at it, Trask threw it to a spot right between the defenders where if Gamble sits down in that spot, it's an easy catch. Well, it's supposed to be easy catch. 
and I, probably a first down. But he keeps running. Trask throws it to the spot, reaches back, tips it. It gets picked. Um, yeah, but uh, bright side though, we're gonna be able to run the ball really well next year, and I think that's one of the shifts that'll be coming is just having Emery back there brings a different element to the run game because even when we had Felipe Franks, you kind of, they the you could see the defense respected him running the ball. They knew okay, even though he has broken some really long runs, but okay. He might not break the 70-yarder on us, but we know he can hit us for 10-15. Um, and with Kyle Trask, you're just kind of like, okay, if he pulls this ball, he's only getting five yards at the maximum. And even though he has gotten more yards, but that's just the kind of runner. But with Emery, it's like, even with AR, you get him back there and just having that threat of the quarterback keeping it, even though he's just handing it off, the defense will still be looking at Emery for the, that extra split second to where now you're looking at Emery still thinking, okay, did he hand it off? Did he keep it? Now the um, running back's already at the line of scrimmage running down the field. And I think that'll be the shift. I think we're going to be running a lot more. I do not think we'll have this prolific pass offense to where we're throwing it for, for 400 yards a game. Five touchdowns a game. I think we're going to run a lot more. And Emery has really good running vision. Like, even when he comes in, his he always makes really good cuts. Um, like, he'll, even on the QB counters, he'll start outside and cut it up. Really good timing, really good burst. So, that'll be fun. I need him to – hopefully he stays healthy always. You, always. you never want to see somebody get injured. But running how I know Dan's going to run the ball, especially with his quarterback, I just hope he stays healthy. Because I believe Tyler Russell, the well, not the first quarterback he had at Mississippi State, but the quarterback before Dak Prescott, I believe he might have got hurt. I think Dak, Dak stayed pretty healthy at Mississippi State. I think he might have had a couple ankle injuries. But then, of course, Nick, Fitz, Nick Fitzgerald, he got hurt. Um, I think that was in like the last game of his career, last game of the season, though. But still, you know, you run a lot. Felipe Franks got hurt. Um, that one wasn't even really off of him running, though. That was kind of just, I think it wasn't a design run play, but it was him running. So that's kind of, that's kind of something to look out for. Um, and yeah, this defense just needs to improve, though. They need to get stronger up front, more physical, all around the board. And not even just physicality, just going at blocks, but actually actually tackling. And I know it's it's something to listen to me and say, yeah, you need to go out and tackle. And But it's like, you're playing defense. So you know you need to tackle. And I don't know if not want, I don't know if that's an excuse to not be good at tackling, you know? It's for me, yeah, you're sitting there talking about tackling, but you're not getting to do it. Well, yeah, I didn't sign up to I didn't sign up to tackle people for that to be my job, you know, and it's just kind of crazy when you look and they're trying to go up for the tackle, but they're not bringing any arms. They're just kind of throwing their body at their legs, you know, and that kind of sucks because that rarely ever brings them down. Um. Oh, man, 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 man. Yeah, I just don't – I think the defense just needs to get physical, more physical. And 
I don't know. Maybe that was just it. I want to say it was from the spring and not being able to tackle, but it's not like these are freshmen missing tackles. You know, these are like juniors and seniors, guys who've been in the program, played a lot of football who are missing tackles. So maybe, I don't know. May, may, I haven't played football. I don't want to just make excuses, but I don't want to be inconsiderate to different factors, you know, but but at the same time, there are other teams who, like, who got the same circumstances as we did, who are making tackles, you know? And given this is kind of a down, it's kind of a bad year for defense, kind of. My bad. Um, my mic cord fell out. But, yeah, like, I just don't, I think the def- offenses are really good, so it makes the defenses look bad. And you kind of just have a defense that gets you, critical stops like just needs to you don't need to shut teams out but you need to be able to get enough stops and a few turnovers to kind of turn that momentum to where it's like okay we get a we got to stop we got a turnover that turns into 14 points and now it's just like we're rolling it just feels like we just have all the momentum in the game our offense is going so we know if our offense doesn't score on a drive that that doesn't mean that they're going to be down, you know, that, okay, our offense has confidence that we're going to, that even if they don't, they don't need to score every single drive they have the ball. And I feel like that was a big thing this year for Florida's teams that we kind of felt like we had to score. It, you want to score, obviously, every time you have the ball. That's the goal. You don't go into a drive thinking, okay, we don't need to score here. Nah, you want to, but, or we don't want to score here. You, you want to, but knowing that you don't need to is something that is, I feel like it, it would make your job just a little easier, you know, knowing that, okay, um, we don't have to go for this fourth down. We don't have to try to, uh, we don't have to try to force this. We don't have to try to force this big play. We can, we can play the field position game, you know, given that's not a glamorous style of playing field position. I feel like people, it may burn, it may come back to burn people. Um, but yeah, I think. Physicality is a big thing that this defense needs. Um, maybe it was something that they were just missing a leader. There wasn't. Not saying there aren't. I keep trying to be like tippy toey with this, even though I know I doubt any of them. But like, not saying there isn't a leader on the team, but you didn't see that. You didn't see like the Chauncey Gardners or the David Reeses or John Grenard from last year. Um. I'm sure CJ Henderson was a was a leader, but but that's a guy you knew who you knew what you were getting out of CJ every time he stepped on the field. You knew he was locking down that side of the field. Um and you knew he was he was he was gonna give you his all. And I'm not saying other players don't. Like I'm never I never accuse a player of not giving his all on the field, because like I said, who might accuse you of that? But I don't know. It's just it's just different because you see guys running up and getting ran over because they aren't they're trying to go for that splash play, you know, that big splash tackle that they can that they make the hit and they can get up and celebrate it. Um, instead of just coming in and wrapping up, making the play to stop the um to stop the play. And I think that's another thing. It's kind of weird. I kind like I saw it. I kind of think of it all the time. There's like a blowout going on. Is is it okay to celebrate a play when you're down by a certain amount of points? Because I feel like. I see you a lot of times you see offensive players score 
and celebrate and you're like, dog, you're down, you're down 20 and you're celebrating. But it's like, okay. And it's not really talked about, but, and that might, that might feel weird to me, but it's like, okay, I understand it. And then I see defensive players make an incompletion and they're down 20 and it's like, and they're celebrating, waving their arms and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, that's not a good look. That is not a good look at all. But I'm not sure. And I wrote this, I wrote this down on my notes. I wrote, I think I wrote this around halftime. But this game looked a lot, a lot, a lot like the Texas A and them. Oh my gosh, I don't know why my sinuses are acting up. Excuse me. But it looked a lot like the Texas A and M game but without the offense. So where this team was just and they the second half of the Texas A&M game really because this team figured out okay, we can just run it and they can't stop us. Like there's nothing they could do and that's what they did. They had I think almost 400 yards running the ball, which is disgustingly bad to think about. You know, it's terrible. And <laughs> a little side note, I wrote that um it's the same uniforms too. They used they wore the orange helmets, white jersey, white pants combo against Texas A and M too. I know that's very nerdy. I get it. But just a little side note. But yeah, I guess I guess I'll get off of, I guess I'll get off of um I get I'll get off of that. I'll get off of the game. I'll get off of the game. Doom 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 Let me get that stimmy baby yeah, cause I'm broke out here. Let me get that stimmy, ba- let me get that stimmy, baby. Oh, whoa. they said my parents make too much. I'm not getting nothing, but I'm broke as, so I just need something. <laughs> nah, let me stop capping the um. But yeah, for y'all that did get that that new round of the stimmy, boy. For y'all that did get the new round of the stimmy, congratulations, y'all got some um, yeah, y'all got some y'all y'all got some y'all got some bread in y'all account. This means I have more competition for the PS Five, which I did, which I did not want at all. Um, yeah, how do I feel about this stimulus checks? I think I think I think a lot of people needed them. You know. I definitely I not even think I know there's a lot of people who needed them. Even if just for data, just for life, man. Cuz it's been hard. People lost their jobs and stuff. Give and you're not going to find a job to replace the job. <laughs> Devon is funny, bro. I should try to get them on, but uh, but yeah, I don't know about the stimulus check. I, I haven't researched it enough, so I wouldn't want to talk about it and say something wrong, give you all the wrong information. I don't want to formulate an opinion without having enough information in my mind to make that opinion, but I do know enough to know that I will not be getting that direct deposit, so do not keep that enjoyment off of my timeline. I don't want to see it. You are liable to get robbed. Just kidding. 
I wouldn't rob you. I, I love you. I'm not gonna do that. Um, what else happened though? What else happened, man? What else happened? Sheesh. The NBA is back. Kawhi Leonard is wearing a cr- Oh my gosh, the Wizards suck right now. Oh my goodness. It is terrible. It's and it's like it's it's bad. We lost to Chicago. Lost to was that that was in Detroit? Who was that? Oh, I, oh man, I can't remember. Well, we lost to a bad team in the East two nights in a row, and we lost another zero and four. Man, I did not see this coming, but at the same time, I kind of did because even though you have Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook and Denny Avdia is looking really, really good. Everybody else are players who, before they came to your team, were bench players on the, on different teams. You know, I'll get Davis Bertans. He's played. I, he he earned his contract, so I think he's gonna end up getting hot. But he hasn't. He didn't play the best against Chicago the other night. Um, but if you just go down the list of players on their team, it's. And even starters like Isaac Bonga was not like he's not a he's not a playoff caliber player. Um, Troy Brown at this point in his career is not a he's he's is not a playoff caliber player. You know, um, Rui Hachimura can be, but he has to get healthy. Hopefully, he'll be back for this next game. Um, and I think that's why I think that's that's why. Isaac Bonga was starting was because Rui wasn't there. Um, Thomas Bryant, he has, he can be that good. Given he was a top, I believe he was a top five player coming out of high school, so he has the potential to be that good. Um, Mo Wagner can be a good bench piece, but other than that, you just have got Robin Lopez a good bench piece. But other than those those two guys, Lopez and Wagner, you have guys who are career bench players, you know, on the team. Like, Ish Smith, nothing against these guys. But they just aren't the most talented players. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, Cash is... Because it's, it's, again, that backup point guard spot is coming back to bite us in the ass, man. And it sucks. Because Russell isn't playing, I think Russell, I think Russell can be really good for this team, you know. But I don't know. It's just I don't, there's it, given. It's only four games. There's 72 games in the season, so there's there's no cause for overreaction because there's so much time left. But if something has to get fixed, because if you're not gonna score, you gotta defend. If you're not gonna defend, you gotta score. You'd like to have both, but it's just something's just uh, uh, excuse me, but something's just not clicking right now. And it's not like they aren't getting blown out either. So that that's like a moral victory. Is that you aren't getting blown blown out. So you see that there's room to grow. But at a certain point, the room 
to grow instead of it the room to grow being do you want there to be more room to grow or less less room to, i think i think you'd want it to be less room to grow or i think you want it to be more room to i don't know but they are at a certain point you're you're not going to be getting better you know at a certain point you either make a move you got to decide and at 0 and 4 right now given it's only 0 and 4 so there's no point in overreacting whether you're really good, right? 0 and 4 or 4 and 0, there's no point to overreact because it's 4 out of 72. No one is going 72 and 0. No one's going 0 and 72. No one's going 68 and 4. No one is going 4 and 68. You know? But the league is getting more competitive, man. It's 125 right now. I'm sorry, guys. But the league is getting more competitive, man, and it's a sink or swim. I think the starting five is really, really good. Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Rui. I think you have to start Denny because he's just playing that. He's just playing that well. So Russ, Brad, Rui, Denny, and Thomas Bryant. That's a good five. That is a good starting five. But then off the bench, you just, you just the guard play just has to improve, you know. Neto Smith, hell, even Joe Jerome Robinson has to step like it has to improve somewhere. And I don't want to put all that on Cassius Winston right now to be to have to lead the bench unit, you know. But and it's not like you're gonna put all five the. The lineup isn't going to be all five bench players on at one time. And maybe that's what they're doing right now is trying to figure out who they – because the preseason was only, what, three games? You didn't have a super long training camp. um, So you don't really – you're kind of trying to feel out who you have on the team and make adjustments from there. But, yeah, and they, they picked up Tom, Troy Brown's – um, they picked up Troy Brown's fourth-year option, I believe. For next year. And. I'm not sure. You know. I'm. I'm just not. Sure what they're trying to get out. Like I know what you you would want to get out of him. But I'm not sure what you're getting. Out of him currently. You know. He had a good. He had a good year. Improved last year. Last year. Almost doubled his minutes. Doubled his points. Um, doubled his rebounds and doubled his and almost doubled his assists. So, I maybe I, I I can see where given I didn't watch the Wizards last year. I didn't I barely watched any of their basketball, and I'm watching them now, and I'm just like this just like in that Chicago Bulls game. I was just watching it like this just is not a good team right now. You know, when Brad's not when like Brad's scoring, he had 21 at a, at a certain point in the third or fourth, but. If Russ is having an off game and Davis Bertans is having an off game and you don't have Rui, where do you go? You know, you're not going to depend on Denny right now to step up that much, to step up like that. So where do you go to get those buckets that you're missing? That's where Russ can't have a bad night. Davis Bertans got paid. You can't have bad nights. Like, I don't know what he shot in that game, but 
he it was a string where he was missing given he got hot later but at that point we were already almost down by 20 so you can't we can't afford that you know because given it's basketball i get it people are gonna have off games but that's not the time you know like Davis Burton, Davis Burton's had twenty, finished with twenty. Um, he was four for ten though, you know, three for nine on threes. And he, like I said, he got hot later on in the game, when the game was already a little out of hand. We already knew the result. Brad Beal had twenty nine on nine of twenty. Russell Westbrook had twenty one on nine of seventeen, which isn't like those aren't terrible, you know. He had a did he have another triple double? He had another triple double with six six turnovers. That's another thing. The team has to cut down on the turnovers, man. Brad had five. Russ had excuse me. Russ had six. Danny was three for six. He had only had one turnover to four assists. I think. Excuse me. Um. It's not showing me how many minutes he had, but I think however many he's getting, he needs he needs more. You know. Because I what I from what I've seen out of him so far, he he, I really like how Denny played. Um, Troy Brown got on the court, only shot it one time. Here's Smith, two for seven. You know, one assist, no turnovers. Raul Nato, one for seven, zero assists, zero no turnovers. Zero for six on threes. Like somebody ha- somebody on that bench. One of the guards on that bench, I should say, has to step up, or you gotta find a guard to step up on that bench, because Russell, we we know Russell Westbrook's gonna have some inefficient games, and given he should have room for that, no, he shouldn't because he's one of the best players in the game. But but at this point in his career, we know there's gonna be games where he's gonna shoot a lot, and he might not, he won't make a lot of them, you know. But he's gonna give you assists. Brad's gonna give you good games. Burchance is going to be hot more games than he's not, you know? So I'm not really worried about that. But the best the best teams have those weapons off the bench where when they come in, especially guards, when they come in, you know that they're going to produce. You know, like get the Lakers had Rondo coming off the bench. They had Caruso coming off of the bench. They're not going to – they probably won't light you up but they're going to be really consistent and you know what you're going to get from them. Maybe more Rondo than Caruso, but you know what you're going to get. They had Avery, I think they had Avery Bradley starting though last year, but if he wasn't starting coming off the bench, you know what you're getting from Avery Bradley. You know, you're getting a knockdown shooter who can handle the ball and he's going to play solid defense the whole game above solid, better than solid defense. Um, And yeah, so it's like, even the pist the Pistons, the Clippers last. I got my red and blues mixed up. Um, the Clippers last year they had solid players coming off of that bench. Like, uh, still do. Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell came off the bench from last year. Like those. That's where the best teams really get you. Is where their where their star players aren't may not have the best nights. Those guys off the bench can step up and give you and, and replace some of that production that you might be missing. But the bright, the one bright spot I have in my in my sports fandom area is the Buffalo Bills. If you didn't know I'm a Bills fan, I don't talk about the NFL too much. But 
yes, the Buffalo Bills are one of the best. I think I think they might be one of the top three teams in the league right now. I think you have to go Kansas City one. But after that, I think I think there can be a toss-up because I don't want to say because the Saints come to mind. The Seahawks would come to mind, but as soon as their defense started getting really good, their offense started falling off. So you don't know what's going on there. The Steelers have been falling off this the past couple the past few weeks. Um, yeah, right now they're the third best team in quotations. They're tied with the record with the with the Packers and the Pip in the in the Pittsburgh and the Steelers. And New Orleans is in is in that next position, eleven and four. Them and the Seahawks. But the Chiefs are fourteen and one. Wow. But yeah, and I, the pack. I feel like the Packers are sneaking up on people because, yeah, you know, you know Rodgers, you know Devontae Adams. You don't hear a lot about the defense, and you don't hear about about a lot about their other weapons because they the 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 usage of Devontae Adams is so high and it's working. Um, so they're gonna be dangerous. But I really, really, really think that this is a re- it's really competitive this year it's really competitive there's going to be a lot of teams at 10 and 11 wins who aren't going to make the but i think they're expanding the playoffs this year though so maybe they maybe they will make the playoffs you know i don't know that is really interesting though because even though because one of these teams are going to get their the NFC East is going to take one of these um, playoff spots. Let me see the playoff picture. Yeah, eight teams get in. Well, I was looking at the whole league overall. So, okay. Huh. <laughs> really interesting because they did expand the playoffs to eight teams, I believe. But Dallas is still in the hunt because Washington. They won't get that wild card spot. But. Because this year, instead of the second seed getting a bye week. They have to play in that first round. Only the first seed gets that playoff that gets that first round bye, I believe. The AFC is what's really competitive. It's really, I think, I think these play, yeah, the AFC's playoffs are set. Um, Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indianapolis are the four through eight. Then you have Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Kansas City. I think, I think Pittsburgh's going to go out round one, honestly. Because what would it be? It would be them versus them, or Buffalo versus Indy. Pittsburgh versus Cleveland at the moment. We have to see what their playoff. So are they? So, so does does Cle- is Cleveland's playoff spot clinched? If the Raiders are eliminated, I think their playoff spot is clinched because there's going to be the four winners and the two wild cards, or there's going to be four wild card teams. I think that's. I think it's going to be four wild card teams. So, Pittsburgh, I'm playing them. 
Oh, man. Maybe. So, does the second seed also get a playoff? <laughs> get a first round bye? I'm sorry, guys. My research on this, my research was not good when I came up to come to Canada's episode. But, yeah, I think Pitt, I think Pittsburgh is going to get bounced first round if they can't figure. I think they need to run the ball more. I mean, they, I think they, it hurt them not having James Conner the week that he was out because I believe that they really could have used these few weeks to get that run game back on track because they had the run game going in the beginning of the year and they kind of went away from it and really went all in on having the passing attack and the the run game couldn't really get going. So if they could have used these weeks and then they lost three straight games. If they could have used these weeks to, I don't know if it was three straight, but you get you, they lost the three games. If they could have used these weeks to get the run game going because I think that's what they really need. Given uh, no matter how much teams pass the ball now in the NFL, you still, still, still need that run game to be good and to win. Um, Kansas City knows it. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. They drafted Clyde Edwards-Elair in the first round. Um, couldn't tell you how much of money they have invested in the O-line, but they know you have to run the ball. Given they're going to throw the ball for 400 yards, but they're going to run it for at least 80, 90. You know, they know that the, at least to set the tone. So you can't just, because even though teams know they need to drop at least seven into coverage, they know that even if they drop eight, they still aren't going to be able to stop, stop that pass. They can only hope to contain it, <laughs> but you, they still know that even if we drop three, they can still, or drop eight, they can still, they can still run the ball on us. And that's a threat. And I don't know if Pittsburgh has that right now, you know, Tennessee always has the run, run game threat. And I think that's why they're dangerous in the playoffs. Same thing with the Ravens. I think that's why they're dangerous in the playoffs. They can have a game in the cold weather where they're just leaning on you all game, just 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 pounding you in the in, on the ground, and they'll hit you with the playoff action pass and take it up top. I think I not even think I know Tennessee has the better receivers than Baltimore with AJ Brown. And Corey Davis, I I take them over Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed. <laughs> I forget who I was talking. I was my manager. We were talking. I was making a joke about Willie Sneed to her, and then he caught a touchdown. But yeah, and Cleveland's all Cleveland's receivers are out. It'll be interesting what Indy does because if Indy faces Pittsburgh in that first week, I think I'd pick Indianapolis to win that game. Honestly. I think I would. I don't know if I maybe I wouldn't pick them to win the game, but I I definitely think it was I I pay close attention to that spread, and if it's like if it's over like thirteen points, I'd take Indianapolis in the spread, you know. Oh, but the the I don't even want to try to get into the NFC because that's just a lot going on, man. It is a lot, and and that in that conference, I think Seattle is that team to look out for, where they could get pop first round, because their defense is picking up, but their offense is sputtering, 
And given they have Russell Wilson, I get it, but he's not, I'm not going to say he's not playing well, but the offense isn't scoring like they were in the beginning of the year. Like, even when they played Buffalo and went up against a really good, I think Buffalo is the best team they played all year. And that's not, that's not a slight to them because Buffalo is one of the a top three team in the league, top four. Um, but it was 44 to 34, given that was before the, they signed Carlos Dunlap and got the defense organized. But they still put up points. And and it may, I'd have to go back and actually look at at least the scoring summary to see if those points weren't just put up in garbage time. But now they're not putting up points. They're beating the, like, was it the, was it the Jets who they beat? Like 20 to 9? Okay, they beat the Jet. They beat the Jets forty to three, forty to three. But it was the Washington and Wash the Wash, the Washington. Honestly, the Washington football team. Um, they beat the football team twenty to fifteen. It's they had the offensive explosion against the Jets, but it's the Jets, you know. Um, the Giants they only scored twelve. Eagles only twenty three. Eagles have a no. Eagles have an average defense, but. After that Bills game, they just kind of tailed off on the scoring. Like, they've just kind of been sputtering, like, hanging around 20 points and below 20. I think the peak was 28 against the Cardinals. So, I think that the defense isn't going to be able to carry them when they go up against those good teams or those often the teams that can really put up some points because, like, they got clipped against the Giants. And yeah, I just, I just don't know. So, but at the same time, these teams can get hot. It's a one-game thing. It's not like it's a series like basketball where things kind of even out. It's just one game. You you see us for one game, and if we have the better game that day, it just that's just it just is what it is. I think I don't know, but I don't know what team would challenge them like that in the bottom of the NFC. You know. I, I don't I think Trubisky just had a good game but we're not gonna say them I guess the Rams is what are one of those teams that you just kind of have to look out for but yeah all right it's 143 I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up I'm sorry I haven't been talking too much about the lifestyle side of things like I did early on in the early on in the pod in the pod life but maybe I'll I, maybe I'll get back to that when I have another guest on I think I just been kind of leaning on sports because that's kind of it's kind of more of my lane, more of my expertise. I like I can talk about this by myself, you know, with those type of topics. I like having something someone with me where I can where I can kind of bounce we can bounce opinions off of each other um and how actually get a conversation going. With sports, I can just kind of talk to myself, talk to you guys and get my own takes off and you guys can kind of formulate your own thoughts about it. Um but yeah, this is just a audio. This will just be an audio only pod, um, on iTunes, Spotify, and all that. Probably won't post this one on YouTube. Maybe this won't be episode fourteen. No, this isn't gonna be episode fourteen. This is just a little emergency pod. I decided to come on and talk to you guys. So yeah, appreciate you. Go ahead, follow me on Twitter at underscore life Malik. Follow me on Instagram at Malik Devise. Um. 
yeah, it's been real. Appreciate you guys for letting me come here, rant for a little bit. Um, I would, I did have, <laughs> I did have a song for you guys. Just let me, give me one second to pull it up because. I don't know. It's just you ever you guys have those songs that because I had to look it up, but you guys have those songs that were probably in your head from childhood, and you don't really know you don't you know you don't you never really listen to the song anymore, but you just sing it randomly sometimes, and maybe you'll listen to it and turn it on just because you keep singing it. This is one of those songs for me. It's, it's "Golden" by Jill Scott. That's gonna be the outro song today, but yeah. Add me, add me with your, with your, let me know what your songs are that you don't really listen to a lot, but you catch yourself just singing from time to time. But yeah, it's been real. Uh, love y'all. This has been, it's just an emergency pod of, and of the often imitated, never replicated life of leak. It's been real. Episode 14 coming at you guys soon. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 13 with my parents. Uh, yeah. Peace. Love y'all.